Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 32 years and counting. Took this week off. This is what Dr. Clapper's idea of a week off is. I still went to the operating room on Wednesday and operated But I did take Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday off. And what do you think I did? I went surfing. And I got to surf with a good buddy of mine. So many good buddies that I have in the ocean. But one in particular who nine months ago fell off his surfboard and broke his neck. And it was his birthday this week. And he and I got to go surfing nine months after a career, life-ending, potential injury. And I sent him to one of my favorite spine surgeons at Cedars-Sinai, Dr. Pat Johnson. Pat Johnson took a look at my friend and said, they may have told him he needed surgery, Robbie. But I've been doing this long enough, and I think we can watch it. Let him wear a brace. I think this one will go on to heal. You know what the name of this fracture is called? It's called a hangman's fracture. Because when they put a noose around your neck to hang you, to kill you, this is the fracture you get. C1, C2. That's what he had. And the surgeons where he lives said he needs surgery right away. Well, this week, nine months after that injury where he fell off his board and hit his head on a rock and broke his neck. Nine months later, this week, on his 73rd birthday, he and I were surfing together this week. Just a beautiful thing to watch him. And I'm over there, I don't know, maybe uh, 200 yards away and just watching him catch wave after wave. The spot I was at was great as well. It was pumping. But you know, when you really care about somebody, it makes you feel good when they have good fortune. And that's what it felt like. So happy birthday, Russ. What a pleasure. Today's show is going to be special. My whole life growing up, I had cats, I had dogs, I loved animals. So much so that I wanted to be a veterinarian. That was my dream. Before I could get working papers, 12 years old, 13 years old, I would volunteer in animal hospitals in my neighborhood. All kinds of experiences, good and bad, bad. 
doing that. I remember riding my bike through the bad neighborhood called Redfern, Far Rockaway, and guys throwing bottles at me while I was riding my bike to try to knock me off my bike so they could steal my bike. But that was my only way of getting to the animal hospital where I was volunteering. Even they couldn't stop me. I was going to be a veterinarian. I don't know where I made a wrong turn and became a doctor for human beings. But today's guest at 815 is going to be special, Dr. Liz Hicks. You'll tell in her voice how smart, how kind, how warm she is. And she's a veterinarian. And I remember way back when meeting her, at the time she was talking about horses. You know, it doesn't really occur to you, but it isn't just dogs and cats. You need a doctor for horses. And I met some beautiful veterinarians when I used to work for Dr. Curlin as a fellow in 1988, doing a research project on the injuries to the jockeys at Hollywood Park. I would ride in the ambulance to see that the Chris McCarron and Lafitte Pinkai, the jockeys at the time, at the starting point, but I'd be in the ambulance in case they got hurt. Who was sitting next to me? The veterinarian in case the horse got hurt. And sure enough, there were plenty of tumbles. So I want to talk about the life of a veterinarian, but particularly the bond between the human being and a horse. And it made me think all week, where in life do we see in the world of art, in the world of sports, in the world of surgery, that beautiful bond between man and the horse. Well, in art, this was such a powerful, and to this day, wait till you hear some of the sound bites from the show of Mr. Ed, the talking horse. Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you endorse. <laughs> He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. The man who wrote that song, Ray Evans, was a patient of mine. He used to drive to my office in the Studebaker because Studebaker sponsored the TV show, and he kept that car for 50 years. Ray Evans. Steve Paulette's going to play a bunch of songs Ray Evans has written over the years. Bonanza, Quesera, Silver Bells, Mona Lisa. He and Livingston wrote some of the greatest songs that we've cherished all these years, but he wrote Mr. Ed. What a beautiful man he was. I remember, he was like in his 80s. Dr. Clapper, my knee hurts. Okay, you're 80. Leave it alone. Nope, I like playing softball. And it really hurts when I run from first base to second base. I said, you want me to do your knee surgery because you can run from first base to second base? Yes. I said, okay, Ray Evans. Just such a beautiful guy. And he wrote that song. But we'll get into it. What about in sports? This is great. This is why I love the show so much. Because I get to learn myself. You know who the biggest fan of this show is? Me. (laughs) Because I get to put together the sound bites and go hunting for the topics. And the bond between man and horse is so beautifully illustrated 
in the life of Ty Murray. He's the Michael Jordan of rodeo. And wait till you hear him talk about these wild horses that he rides, these Broncos, and his affection for them, and the little cemetery he made for these horses on his property in Texas. It makes you want to cry almost how he talks about these horses. Just beautiful. Clapper vision, we got to talk about Giannis. What does a hyperextended knee mean? You need a clapper vision to understand why he's not playing. He had an MRI. There is no structural damage, thank God, to his posterior cruciate ligament, which is typically what we see damaged in a hyperextended knee. We also will see the ACL, if the energy is really bad, tear as well. But you always tear the capsule. What is the clapper vision for hyperextending your knee? Okay, here it is. Actually, I'll give it later in the show. I'll explain what it is. Um, But right now, let's get into some sound bites. I want you to listen to Ty Murray, the Bronco King, the Michael Jordan of the rodeo, talking about these horses that he's made a cemetery because he loves them so much and he has a story. He knows what they look like. He remembers every single one, what their brother was, their mother, the father. This one had a baby. He Like they are his children. This is Ty Murray in Texas. You know, I didn't really have plans to have a uh, buck and horse retirement program. It, it all started with one horse named Rusty, who was arguably one of the greatest saddle broncs that's ever lived, in my opinion. He was a little bitty horse. He, he, he was ugly. If he was in a string of a thousand head, he'd be the last one you'd pick to be a ranked buck and horse. And he was just an amazing horse. Back in about 91, 92, he was getting not getting to the end of his trail. He was past his, his prime in bucking. And I called Harry Vold and I said, hey, Harry, I said, oh, old Rusty, he's deserved a good retirement. I said, why don't you send him down, <laughs> down here to me and I'll just take care of him. He sent Rusty and he also sent Hermes Worm here. Who, they were running mates. And they were probably the, the they, they were a tight knit uh, couple of horses. Boy, they stuck right together. They had a lot of personality. Hermes Worm ran the pastures for a week all through the night nickering when, when Rusty died. He, for a solid week, I could hear him running around my house looking for that other horse. Unbelievable. Hermes Worm missed his buddy, Rusty, when he died and cried all night. This is Ty Murray telling you about it. Oh, my God. Now he's going to point to another grave site on his little cemetery in Texas and talk about another horse. Then the next one was was Alibi, and that was another uh, really great sa- saddle bronc of, of Harry Vold's. And then it just kind of be- started becoming a thing. Miss KC, she was just a great little mare that she was a first place horse every time. Out of the 11 horses that are buried right here, there's a- 100 NFR qualifications. Oh, listen to this horse. I love this name. You know what this horse's name is? 113 Bud. Thank you. This is 113 Bud. He had a he had a twin brother. Not I don't know that they were twins, but they looked just alike, and they were full brothers. And the other one's name was Bo. Bo actually uh, flipped over on me at the NFR. Oh yeah, in the ninth round, and, and took me out of the tenth round. He flipped over and, and screwed up my knee one year at right. the finals. And then both horses were really good, but one was good in the shoot and one was bad, and this one was good in the shoot. I love the name for these horses. These are Bronco horses. They're mean. 
maybe they're probably not mean. Look how nice he talks about them. But this one horse is called Satan's Own. We're going to hear in a second about another horse called Devil's Dream. Something about Satan and the devil. They love calling these horses. But listen to the story about Satan's Own, who actually had a baby, a colt, who had no desire to be a Bronco. Uh, Satan's Own was another mare. She actually came to me as an old lady, and she was in foal, and nobody knew it. And I came down here one morning, and she had a little filly standing beside her, about the size of a jackrabbit. <laughs> jackrabbit. none of us could believe it. And I called Fred Dornkamp, and I said, hey, this, uh, you're not going to believe it, but Satan's got a, had a colt. But listen to how sweetly and affectionately he feels for a horse named Satan's own who had this little filly. And uh, supposedly it was by a, a high-powered bucking horse stud out of Canada, and she was one of the best barebacks there was, And and the, but the filly didn't want to buck at all. I raised her up for about four years, and she didn't have a bone in her body that wanted to buck. Now, I'm going to talk to Dr. Liz Hicks at 815, and here's one of the questions I'm going to ask her about that bond between human and horse. And you'll hear in Mr. Ed, Alan Young, talking about how he loved the horse, Ed. But the, it goes the other way as well. These horses know they're dealing with you. So here's a story about a horse named Devil's Dream. And you're going to hear how this horse had a memory and it didn't like you because you were mean to it. Listen to what this horse did to the guy who was not so nice to her. Devil's Dream was a black mare that came off the British Columbia Ranch known as the Douglas Lake Cattle Company. She weighed 11 to 1,200 pounds Jeez. and was a very strong saddle bronc. Her ton. bucking career lasted from her start in the late 1940s to the late 1960s. Several of the bronc riders who made a successful or unsuccessful try at riding her offered their comments. Buster Ivory said she was the rankest saddle bronc he could remember. <laughs> Ellie Lewis said he tried her 23 times before he was successful at riding her. Ellie mentioned that George Minkenmeyer had little or no trouble with her, and Bill Hancock would break out in a cold sweat at the very mention of her name. Hmm. Deb Copenhaver said the right-handed riders had great difficulty with her, and for the left-handed riders, it was easier to get along with her style. Listen to how she bit the cowboys. At times, Devil Dream was shown to have a nasty temper. On several occasions, while waiting in the chute, she reached over and grabbed some unsuspecting cowboy by the arm and mashed down with her teeth. She often bit so hard the cowboy she bit would turn white as the pain drained the blood from his face. But here's the story I like. Listen to this, how this one guy tried to beat her up. She remembered it and got even. To stay in order with the rodeo program, the saddle broncs were all tied in the holding pins behind the chutes. At the OMAC Stampede, a crowd gathered to watch as Leo Muma caught each horse with his well-known overhand loop. <clears throat> on this occasion, Leo caught Devil's Dream, slipped the halter onto her head, snapped the lead shank, and handed her to Russell Scriver. Russell tried to lead her off in a rush, and she refused by backing away. Listen to this. He lost his temper and lashed out with another lead shank with a heavy snap attached, hitting her several times on mm. the head and neck. Mm. Russell finally got her tied to a strong post and left her to stew. Two hours later, it was time to lead the saddle broncs into the chutes. Mm. Several men were leading the horses into the chutes, 
As Russell ran back for another, he met Devil's Dream. Russell had forgotten about the earlier incident, Uh but she had not. As he ducked under her neck and began to untie the bowline knot, she reared back and hit him with both front feet, and she did not quit. She bit and pawed with intent to do bodily harm until another man was able to drag Russell to safety. Good for the horse. Bad for the guy. They remember. They have a heart. They have a brain. You better be nice to them. There's a bond between the horse and man, and I want to hear and learn all about it. And at 8.15, we will with Dr. Liz Hicks. Coming up next, what about the world of art? Where do we see the bond between man and a horse? You won't see it any more beautiful than in the TV show, Mr. Ed, with Alan Young and this beautiful horse called Bamboo Traveler, better known as Ed. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. Going on, it's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. I'm of spilkis. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. This is beyond my wildest dreams. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Weekend Warriors, why is Steve Paulette, the great Steve Paulette, playing Bonanza? Because Bonanza was written by Ray Evans, the man, the myth, the legend, who wrote the theme, Mr. Ed, which is what I want to talk about now. It seems just like a simple show, right? You want to laugh? You're having a bad day? Go to YouTube. Go put on the story, the show, Mr. Ed. George Burns, the comedian, is the one who came up with the idea and produced it, and no station was interested. Studebaker, the car company, said, we're interested. We're going to pay for you to make this TV show, and we're going to syndicate it. And it became such a hit that CBS finally said, all right, we'll put it on the air. And it was a huge, huge hit. Here's one of the episodes where Clint Eastwood, who already is a star in all those cowboy films early in his career, but Clint Eastwood is a guest on Mr. Ed. Well, who is the voice of Mr. Ed? A cowboy actor who wasn't making movies anymore and was bitter about it. And his name was Rocky Lane. 
Let me tell you something. If you listen carefully at when Clint Eastwood visits the Mr. Ed show, tremendous glee Mr. Ed's voice, Rocky Lane, has in messing with Clint Eastwood. This is absolutely hilarious. Paul, you really got me into trouble. I've only got a few days to write a play, and, 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 and you are going to help me. With what? With the play. Well, will you talk to Eastwood about getting rid of his horse? Of course not. <laughs> How can I do that? That's Alan Young as Wilbur. Mr. Eastwood's residence. Yes? Just a moment. Oh, Mr. Stanley Darrow. Stanley Darrow? Someday. Hey, Katie. So you, now you see Clint Eastwood getting to the telephone. Mr. Ed the horse is in the barn that he shares with Wilbur, who's an architect. You're going to hear in a minute why that happened. And it's a party line. Mr. Ed can pick up Wilbur's phone and interrupt. And Clint Eastwood is on the Oh, you just got to listen to what this horse, Rocky Lane, does, and particularly the glee he has messing with Clint Eastwood. Hello, Mr. Darrow. Mr. Eastwood, the reason I'm calling, we have a big feature coming up soon, and I thought you might be interested in the starring role. It's a great script. Do you think you could get about six weeks off from your TV series? Oh, six weeks? Uh, well, I could sure try and manage that, sir. But you couldn't afford me, you <laughs> cheap old windbag. <laughs> what did you say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, are you interested, Eastwood? Yes, sir. I, I'm, yes, I'm definitely interested, Mr. Darrow. But if you ever show your ugly push on the set... I'll quit. <laughs> he enjoyed saying ugly puss. Who's on the other end of this line? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, Mr. Eastwood? Some smart joker on that party line's giving me a hard time. I'll find out who it is. Now, wait a minute. Now it's his girlfriend calling. Hello? Darling, what's the matter? Oh, oh hi, baby doll. Now, I'm, uh, I'm just having a little bit of a problem here, that's all. He's having a problem because Mr. Ed is on the party line. Wait till you hear what he says to the girlfriend. Well, don't be mad at me. Sweetie, I miss you. I miss you too, sweet talker. What time do you want me to pick you up tonight? Listen, little girl, if you're smart, you'll cut this con artist off right now. He's been promising to marry my daughter for over a year. Oh, that's awful! <laughs> I almost got carried away that time. Find out who that guy is, I'll break his back. <laughs> There's the setup. It's a horse that talks, and only one guy can really speak back to him, and that's Wilbur, played by Alan Young. One of the most beautiful TV shows of all time, and as a kid, I loved it. They should definitely bring it back. But listen to Alan Young talking about his career being chosen. At first, you know, like, really? You want to be an actor talking to a horse? But he took the job. He really wanted to be... A movie star, but it wasn't. It wasn't in the cards. Listen to Alan Young talk about his career and particularly Mr. Ed and the bond between the actor and the horse. So I thought I've got to go on film, 
So Frank Cooper, again, he called Arthur Lubin, who was a director at uh, Universal, who directed all the Abbott and Costello shows. And uh, he brought Arthur over to my house, and I ran my kinescope for him. And Arthur looked at it and liked it. That's fine. I said, would you, would you direct me on film? And he said, no. But he said, I'll, I'll direct you on a show that I have. I said, what is that? He said, you work with a talking horse. With a talking horse? Are you kidding? I'm a serious actor. I got out here, and it seems George had made a pilot. George Burns. Of a Mr. Ed talking horse. And it, it didn't sell. He went to all three networks, and it didn't sell. And he said to Arthur, I think you better get Alan Young, because he looks like the kind of a guy a horse would talk to. Everybody was funny but the horse. And it was an ugly horse. And, and uh, I remember what, what uh, Ed Wynn had said, you're going into their home, make it nice. And so Al Simon took over, got a beautiful Palomino, uh, got a beautiful girl to play my wife, built a beautiful set. You want everything to be nice. A Palomino is a blonde-colored horse. And we sold it into syndication first. Most shows go into first runs and then go into syndication. Ours, we backed into television with that show. It's syndication first, and the second year they found the rating was so good that um, it was sold to the network. CBS bought it. Studebaker Corporation Here it is. said they'd put up half the money if the dealers put up the other half. And so this man, Steve Mudge, created this concept. Each dealer throughout America, when he sold a car, would put $50 <laughs> of that profit into a fund. And that's how they financed the Mr. Ed show. Studebaker gave Ray Evans, who wrote the song, Mr. Ed, a free car. Ray Evans rode that car at 1961 Studebaker to my office to come see me for his knee. I used to work in the writing sessions, and he'd come in and say to Lou Derman, the head writer, Lou, um, have the horse say, blah, 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 whatever. Lou said, Ed wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> George said, what the hell? I'll make him say it. That's all. He's a horse. He said, no, Lou was very, very stickler for truth. He said, the horse would not talk like that. He said, George would say, oh, hell, then give it to Wilbur. George Burns did not feel the love between the man and the horse, but Lou did. The guy doing the voice, Rocky Lane, was right on set, watching. And as soon as Ed began to move his mouth, Rocky started to talk. And so I'm kind of childlike, I guess. I suddenly believed he was talking. You have to do that as an actor. Say, I, I didn't see Rocky. I just heard that horse talking to me. Rocky Lane had been a big Western star. I mean, big. Uh, Alan Rocky Lane. And he was on his uppers because Westerns had kind of faded away. And he'd faded with them because he'd been a star years before. And he was sleeping on Lester Hilton's couch. He was down and out. He didn't become Dirty Harry like Clint Eastwood did and morphed into a different role. Westerns were no longer being made. So this guy is sleeping on his friend's couch, Rocky Lane. So we're taking photograph uh, publicity pictures, and suddenly we heard this voice come out, Hey, Lester, where'd you keep the coffee? And everybody looked. Said, That's Ed's voice. Well, when the show clicked, um, Rocky came to Arthur Lubin and said, um, I'd like credit for this. So Al Simon said, well, you know, if you look at the credits, it says Mr. Ed played by himself. Wilbur gets credit, but Ed is doing it himself, and the kids believe that. So we can't change it now. So they gave him a raise, and he was happy. And how did you get the horse to look like he's talking? 
I started a big lie. I said, well, when you were a kid, did you ever have get peanut butter stuck under your lip? Oh, that's how it's done. So I never really lied. I just asked him a question. But that wasn't true at all. He used a soft nylon thread put under the lip. And then he had the end going down the bridle. And he just, just give it a little tug. And Ed would try to get rid of it. That was his cue. And then he laid the crop across Ed's forelegs, and that was the cue to stop. That was it. But the second year, we could hardly stop him from talking. As soon as he heard my voice stop, his lips would start to go. I had a songwriter friend come to me. He said, you know, this is how the show's been on the air a little bit. I can write a song. That, that's awful, that song. That is terrible. He said, look, I'm a songwriter. I know a good song. That is, that'll never go. Well, Livingston and Evans have made more money out of that song through ASCAP than they told me than any of their other numbers. Wow. And here's the soundbite I want you to hear. This tells you about the bond between man and horse. Alan Young, the actor, the star, had blonde hair. The Palomino horse was blonde. Listen to what Alan Young does. And listen to when he says at the end, I would have done anything for Ed, the horse. My hair was, was rather blondish. In fact, I was kind of the same tone as, as Ed. So when I walked past Ed, my head would disappear for the camera. So they dyed my hair a sort of a reddish dark. So everybody thought I was a dark-haired man until I quit the show. And uh, I could let my hair grow natural. But I, I would do anything for Ed. There you go. That bond. It's a love affair between a horse, between an animal, and man. In sports with Ty Murray and his Bronco horses, Alan Young with Mr. Ed. For me, seeing that bond with the jockeys and the horses at Hollywood Park and the unique injuries that the jockey would get when thrown from the horse, that's the orthopedic connection. I'll take your calls. The clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Don't forget, we have to talk about Giannis, and you need a clap revision to understand what a hyperextended knee is. If any of you had a hyperextended knee, today I'd love to talk about it, and I'll explain the anatomy of what happens with some clap revision. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Roberto Clapperio, a fish tacologist. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I know the ins and outs of a fish taco. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera? 
Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That is the great Doris Day singing a song written by Ray Evans. Kesara, the same man who wrote the theme for Mr. Ed, our feature today, talking about the bond between man and animal and horse. By the way, we're going to have to talk about food. And I have the perfect man-beast-animal-bond food that you're ever going to have. And it comes from a place in Ventura. And this is the greatest, delicious, sweet, crunchy, crispy, and the inside is apple and cinnamon. Mmm! Called a bear claw. I've had them in many bakeries. Remember, I'm a donutologist. I know everything about donuts. This is a bear claw, and it looks like the fingers, the claws of the bear. So it's nice because you kind of has its own bite size. And with each little finger you pull off, you'll see that apple cinnamon ooze out of it. Mm-mm-mm. The greatest bear claw I've ever had with crumbs on top. Mm, my mouth is watering already. I'll tell you where you can get it a little later in the show. The number is 877-710-ESPN. We'll talk some Clapper Vision. The clinic will be open. We'll talk about Giannis. But right now, let's go. The lines are all lit up. Let's talk knees. Let's talk about Giannis and the Weekend Warrior well as well. Let's go to Rick. Rick, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Good morning, Dr. Clapper. Thank you for taking my call. It's my pleasure, Rick. How young are you, and what do you do for a living? Uh, 58 years old, and I am a purchasing agent at a uh, lumber yard here in Southern California. Oh, buy a my lot of lumber. God. You buy lumber. As a kid with my dad, the carpenter, my fondest memories are going to the lumber yard seeing this man, Pete, this old guy used to be down the stacks of all the wood. He'd be sitting there on a chair and he'd tip this four-legged chair. He would sit in it and he'd be tilted backwards into the lumber on just two of the legs of the chair. I don't know how the chair didn't break. And he'd be there busting incredible twine with his bare hands and he, it was like a magic trick. I'd watch this old man, Pete, take this cord that all the other carpenters needed a knife or a scissor to cut this twine that they wrapped the lumber in, and he'd be there sitting with his two hands go, pop, pop. He just would pull the thing. And I remember going up, I must have been like seven or eight years old, and going up to him, my eyes must have been popping out of my head. And he looked at me and go, you want to know how I do this with my bare hands? And I said, yes. Will you please tell me? Show me? He goes, sure, I'll even show you how to do it. And I'll never forget, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I remember this like it was yesterday in the lumber, Regal Lumber in Far Rockaway. And I'm in the stacks of all that wood with Pete. And he showed me how you loop. This is like how how you can cut a diamond. A diamond is the hardest thing on, on planet Earth. How do you cut a diamond if you want to cut it? Here's the answer, with another diamond. So that's what basically Pete was doing. He was wrapping that. He showed me the trick of how to wrap the twine in his hand. So when he yanked on it, the loop of the twine actually cut the twine. It was like ingenious. To this day, it's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Anyway, it's an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. And tell me how I can help you, Rick. 
Well, I've been recommended to have a knee replacement. Okay. And I've got bone on bone in my right knee and osteoporosis arthritis. And I've gone out and trying to get some information and research as best I can. I've been to two orthopedic surgeons with recommendations. Mm -hmm. And this week I visited the nano knee uh, doctor. Right. And through a lot of confusion into the big picture of things. And I'm trying to make a good decision that'll last me the rest of my long life. Correct. And not have any future problems. So you can go on a website, Dr. Robert Clapper, and you will watch a patient of mine who is holding the GoPro herself. And I didn't ask her to do this. She's just a very grateful patient. And she's filming herself riding her bicycle in her neighborhood the day after I did her knee surgery, her implant. And we get a lot of times calls on this show, 10 and a half years. Every once in a while, you'll hear Tony Danza call in because he's doing a Broadway show and tap dancing, and I did both of his knees. And I'm not here to toot my own horn, but that's the kind of success you want. You're a carpenter. You understand measure twice, cut once. Michelangelo didn't need any robot or CAT scan to make the most beautiful art in the world. What you need, just like a carpenter needs, feel. You need to understand what it's like because it's, I don't need a robot to tell me how to cut bone. That's easy, believe it or not. We have tools for that. You know what you need the skill set for? To feel the balance of the ligaments. Because if the knee is wobbly and loose when you bend it and it's too tight when you straighten it, that the surgeon doesn't match the balance of the ligament in extension and flexion, then you ain't going to be happy. And that is something, in my opinion, the greatest surgeons that walk this earth are artists. Whether they want to believe it or not, that's what you need to be. Not a computer, not a robot. And that's just my feeling. So I will tell you this. If you want, you have won the prize. I'm busy as can be. You can only imagine. But on Tuesday, because Monday the office is closed, you call my office and you ask for Arnie, and you tell him you won the prize this week on the Weekend Warrior, and it'll be my pleasure to give you a third opinion of exactly what's involved. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called Heal Your Knees. You'll learn a lot about the anatomy and what happens and the stages of damage, but please, Rick, do not let them give you cortisone shots, stem cells, synvisc. I don't want any needles going into your knee. You're bone on bone. You're going to need a carpenter in the orthopedic world, if you will, to take care of you. And it'll be my pleasure to help you if you want. Okay? Well, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. I will take advantage of that. All right, young man. And thank you for listening to the show. Do you listen often? Love it. I le- I've been listening for years. I love it. What's your favorite story? The Mark Spitz one from just recently exactly. last week. Is- I love I love that. I listened to it this week getting the phone number to call you this morning again. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Is that unbelievable? I've never heard him tell that story about the mustache before, and I was in the ocean surfing this whole week. I mean, my whole crew that I surf with, they've heard. It's like the greatest story anybody's ever heard from Mark Spitz, and we had it here last week. I'm telling you, it was one of the was great beautiful. moments of my career here on the radio. Well, it's a pleasant. The radio's my the fun, but my real job is taking care of patients. So I look forward to being able to help you in any way I can, Rick. And thanks so much for being a fan. Thank you so much, Doctor. All right. God bless you. My pleasure. I didn't even tell him to find a total stranger today and do something nice for them. I got too carried away talking about the lumberyard. Rick, you still there? (laughs) 
I'm here, doctor. All right. I, you're a total stranger right now to me. And look at what I did and how I'm going to help you. I want you today to find a total stranger and do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. I will do that. Not right. a problem, sir. All right, young man. Have Thank a good you. day. All right. God bless you. Warriors, the number is 877-710-ESPN. We'll take a break. Coming back, I got to tell you where to get the greatest man beast food item called a bear claw. Where are you going to get this? And we'll talk some clapper vision about Giannis and his knee. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Here's what she said to me. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. I grew up with Fritos corn chips. That was the extent of my Mexican food. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Mm, they were good, though. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. Is it only cause you're lonely they have blamed you? For that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile. That's the great Nat King Cole. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. He grew up in an era where Humphrey Bogart and Nat King Cole, men like that, not only did they think it was cool to smoke cigarettes, they actually thought it improved their singing voice. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No wonder they die of heart disease and cancer. God. But we didn't know. They didn't know at that time. Just terrible. What a beautiful voice. But why is Steve Paulette playing Mona Lisa? Because the man who wrote that song was Ray Evans. And Ray Evans, a patient of mine, one of the coolest patients I ever had, wrote that song like he wrote the theme for Mr. Ed. Just listen to this. Oh, just beautiful. All right, I want to get into Giannis's knee and hyperextension some clapper vision and I also want to tell you where to get the best bear claw I've ever eaten in my life but the lines are all lit up so I have an obligation to the clinic the number is 877-710-ESPN but let's let's do some good who do you have on who do you want to take now let's do Eric Eric you're on with Dr. Clapper how can I help are you there Dr. Eric Clapper good morning good morning how, how young are you what do you do for a living I'm 52 years young. Feel like I'm 22. <laughs> and I'm in commercial. Fi- I'm in commercial finance. Oh, nice! And where'd you grow up? 
I grew up outside Detroit, Michigan. So I just was watching last night on YouTube the pizza show, and and Frank did a whole episode about having pizza that's from Detroit, which is like a Sicilian pan pizza. There's a place in Detroit called Buddy's. Have you ever been there? I've I've had it. I've I've been out here over thirty years, but yeah, that pan pizza is it's it's good to go. My friend Ed told me there's a place now in Camarillo where he goes and he gets pizza, Detroit pizza. And I, I'm about my birthday is July 24th, and I want to celebrate it by eating Detroit pizza here in L.A. because there's a place called Bootleg Pizza on Pico. I've already had it once, and I'm just salivating thinking about my birthday, July 24th. And that's what I'm going to have for my birthday is bootleg pepperoni pizza because it's Detroit-style pizza. Can't wait for that. All right, how can I help you, Eric? What's up? Yeah, my uh, my left knee, about six weeks ago, a day after I was golfing, was swole- swollen up, and the range of motion was decreased significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was painful. The swelling went down after a week or so. Uh, I still like to golf, and I walk nine holes in the morning, and I noticed days days that I would golf later that day and the next morning it'd be there was inflammation it was swollen up compared to my right knee and just to give a a little more context before I listen to your answer I grew up playing basketball on hard courts in Michigan I was in the Marines for six years Mm. running around in boots and utes Um, and I was a competitive triathlete till about three years ago and I just decided that running was too hard on my body so correct correct well, at Cedars, we have a great term for what you're dealing with right now, and it's called altacocaritis. Because when you were 31, you could go to the roof of my office, which is four stories, and jump off. You'd land on a car, you'd brush your arms off, and you keep walking. But when you're 51, I got news for you, Eric, you ain't doing that anymore. We get older, we get stiffer, we're less elastic. Uh, my best clapper vision of getting older is spaghetti with marinara sauce. Just delicious. You make the spaghetti fresh. You put that marinara. Rao's my favorite. R-A-O. Buy the pasta and the sauce, the vodka sauce and the arrabbiata sauce, the best. But that beautiful bowl of fresh-made spaghetti and marinara sauce, the spaghetti is your collagen. The marinara sauce is what's known as the matrix, the mucopolysaccharides that connect the bonds of the collagen fibers. Well... You couldn't eat the whole bowl of spaghetti, so you left it out overnight, but you forgot to put it in the refrigerator. You left it out. The next morning, you go in the kitchen, and what do you see? A bowl of dried-out, day-old spaghetti with marinara sauce. Well, under the microscope, the 30-year-old, that spaghetti and marinara sauce looks like that fresh bowl. A 51-year-old's tendons, meniscus, skin, muscle looks like that bowl of spaghetti that you left out overnight you forgot to put in the refrigerator. We're not as elastic and supple. So your meniscus is crumbling, and I've got x-ray vision through the radio, clapper vision. That's what's going on. However, I don't want to be a big shot. You need to really have a diagnosis. You should be examined. You should have an x-ray, and you should have an MRI. You spend a fortune every month for the mafia, I mean the insurance company, for them to deny you, for them to deny you a test that you pay money for, right away they're going to say, no, you can't have an MRI. You have to go to therapy first. Screw that. 
What a ass backwards way to practice medicine that I've got to send you for treatment before I actually know what the diagnosis is. And I'm pretty certain with my hands, by feeling your knee, I could tell you what it is. But you know what? No. Twice a year, and by no means do I mean to scare you, but twice a year people come to see, and I see 100 patients a week, twice a year over 32 years, people come to me thinking they have tendonitis and they think they have a torn meniscus. And guess what, Eric? They got something bad, like cancer, something weird. So you're not giving me a real history of acute trauma. You're giving me a story of just having an active life as a 51-year-old. Guess what? You need an x-ray and you need a damn MRI. And don't let them say no to you because they will. And I don't want any doctor saying, oh, come on, let me give you a cortisone shot. I'm not interested in treating your swelling or the symptoms. The key question, just like when you appraise a building, right? You're in commercial financing. Does the building have termites? What's the roof like? You need a diagnosis before you say, yeah, this is a good building. Let's pay for it. No, I need to not just treat your symptoms. I'm not interested in Advil and Motrin and cortisone shots and Synvisc injections. No, and I'm a surgeon telling you this. I'm not saying this because I want you to have surgery. I wrote a book about telling you not to have surgery. It's called Heal Your Knees with Lindy Yui. You should get that book so you understand the anatomy. But before anything is done, Eric, you need to know what the hell is going on inside your knee that your body is beautifully telling you something's the matter by giving you pain, swelling, and limited motion. If you're calling me and saying, Dr. Clapper, my noise has a clicking sound. You know what I'm going to tell you? Don't worry. Noise is like cracking your knuckles. It's not a problem. You don't have to worry about that. But if you're telling me you've got a swollen knee, you have limited motion, and you have pain, those are three symptoms that mean you need an exam, an x-ray, and you need a damn MRI. And it will be my pleasure, Eric, for you to get that study. You can do it down where you live. And you call here next week or the week after. And I will give you clap revision to translate it. But don't let them do any of the shots into your knee in the process. But you earned it. You you work hard your whole life. You spend a fortune every month for insurance. Then you need those studies. How's that? Dr. Clap, that sounds great. And right. I just did have an x-ray and an MRI. I'll be seeing an ortho down here three weeks out. But I'll definitely. So then you do me a favor. Do you, have the, do you have the MRI piece of paper in front of you? Uh, I do not. I do All not right. Then this, I'll make a date with you. You don't have to wait three weeks. You call here next Saturday. I'll tell Steve Paulette right now on the radio, 730. You call. You'll be the first one in the clinic, and I will tell you what the hell's going on and maybe save you a trip to anybody else over the radio. But get that book, Heal Your Knees. That'll help you as well. But have in front of you the report, and I'll translate it with Clapper Vision, and you'll understand what's going on inside your knee. Dr. Clapper, I appreciate it. I'll call you next week at 730. All right. And listen, I'm go help two people I don't know today. That's exactly right. God bless you for doing that. And that's the whole purpose of what I'm doing here every Saturday is to inspire the listener to realize you go find a total stranger and you do something nice for them. The world will be a, a better place one person at a time. And God bless you for calling and, and really feeling the vibe, feeling the aloha spirit that the Weekend Warrior Show is all about and what it's always been about. And I'm so blessed to have Steve Paulette at my side. And just for that, I'm going to tell you where you can get the best bear claw I've ever had in my life. You can get it 
at Good Time Donuts in Ventura. When you go there, ask for Sue. And tell her you drove all the way from Simi Valley, Temecula, to Hatchapi. People drive, I get online, they look at me, and as soon as I say, hi, Sue, they turn to go, you're Dr. Clapper. I drove all the way from San Diego to Good Time Donuts to have a bear claw, to have a blueberry glazed donut. And she gets the biggest smile on her face. You'll see the other surfers and the other people in Ventura. Good Time Donuts, get the bear claw. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories. Some stories about the beautiful bond between a man and a horse. And a woman and a horse. I'm just using the word man because of humanity. But it's men and women and that bond between an animal. It's beautiful. And coming up next, you'll hear more about it. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clapper Vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.